morning, beautiful people. Happy Sunday. I hope all is well in your world. If you cannot tell yet, I'm still sick, so my apologies. You just got to bear with me and my raspy voice for today. Nonetheless, thank you for tuning in to She Is Shay. We are going to have a much-needed discussion. It's a conversation that is swept under the rug in our community. We're going to discuss depression in Black families and the community as a whole. So many may ask, why am I focused on African Americans? Well, it's Black History Month, and it's Black everything with me, not just this month, but all year round. More so because African Americans are more likely to suffer severe forms of mental health conditions. However, when it comes to the numbers, we are not receiving care. And that's a major issue to me. And it's not all due to stigmas like many may believe. It's a lot of issues that you may not have even considered before listening to this episode. So today, this is the breakdown. I'm going to give you the signs and symptoms on depression, um, the diagnosis, the treatment options, and then I'm going to give you the reasons that we don't receive care. That, like I said, it's issues that you may not have even considered before. So after the facts and figures, we'll listen to a bold and beautiful young lady. She's going to share her experience with depression. She's currently battling depression. And if you follow me on social media, I'm pretty sure you know who I'm speaking on. So we're going to listen to her with our ears and hearts open. We will not judge. That is never a good thing to do. Um, Before we jump into it, I'm going to give you a little information on myself and why I'm able to speak on this topic. I have a Bachelor of Science in Social Work and minor in Sociology from the University of Tennessee at Martin. Master's coming soon. Let's just, you know, cross our fingers and pray on that. I'm a peer advocate, peer meaning peers educated for early response. It's a suicide prevention strategy. I also have my mental health first aid, which means I've been trained to provide initial help to people experiencing mental health problems such as depression or psychosis. I currently provide psychosocial rehabilitation services to individuals with intellectual disabilities as well as mental illness so they they have an intellectual disability but they also have a mental illness um i'm also the nami outreach chair for madison county affiliation nami meaning national alliance on mental illness nami is the largest national organization that provides mental health services all of the information i give out today it will come from nami.org I use it when I do speaking engagements. Um, It's actual, factual, and up-to-date. So know that I'm giving you accurate information. So we can get into it now. So before we can discuss how depression affects the African-American community, we have to learn what is depression. What is it? Um, Depression is more than just feeling sad or going through a rough patch. Um, It's more than just a, a bad moment in your life. Remember, we have bad days, but we do not have a bad life. Depression is um, a serious mental health condition that requires patience, understanding, and medical care. Um, the symptoms of depression include changes in sleep, changes in appetite, lack of concentration, loss of, in, uh, loss of energy, lack of interest, low self-esteem, hopelessness, and physical aches and pains. Yes, depression is a mental health condition. However, it can affect you physically. Depression can make it where you will be in the bed and it hurts you to even move. Like, you'll be sitting at work in serious pain and you won't even know why. You just know you really don't want to be there. 
and you don't you just don't know why but you're hurting and it's crazy it is amazing how a mental illness can affect you physically it's it's really amazing so what are the causes of depression depression does not have a single cause it can be triggered by anything a life crisis genetics you just never know so trauma Um, If you experience trauma at an early age, you are more than likely to develop depression. If you had a hard childhood and you're trying to, it's hard for your brain to explain why it's like that. But you are more than likely to develop depression. Um, Genetics, if your family has a high risk of suicide or um, a high number of disorders, you are more than likely to develop depression. Life circumstances. Uh, marital status, financial standing, and the environment. Your environment definitely affects your mood. Outward definitely does affects inward. Um, your brain structure. I know um, you know it's a mental illness, so it's all in the mind and the brain. But um, studies have shown that the frontal lobe of the brain becomes less active when a person is depressed. So it's something about that gland and hormone stimulation, but there haven't been that many studies on it, but that is one of the reasons. But like I said at first, depression doesn't have a single cause. Also, drug and alcohol abuse, approximately 30% of people with substance abuse problems also have depression. Because you have to think about it like this. People that are typically doing drugs or alcohol or whatever they're doing drug and alcohol abuse they're trying to cover a pain it's something about it's not really that high that they're chasing they're chasing the numbness like they're chasing how that when they don't think about whatever they're feeling you know because drugs when you're under the influence, it definitely, you, you feel a numbness. You don't feel anything. You don't think about anything. You run from your problems. And that that definitely plays a huge role. So like I said, approximately 30% of people with substance abuse problems, they also have depression. So now that we know the signs, we know the causes, how can you be diagnosed with it? Like I said before, it has to be, it can't just be a bad day. You have to suffer, experience those symptoms that I mentioned earlier for longer than two weeks. Like um, the symptoms I said, loss of interest, um, change in appetite, you have sleep disturbances, you feeling real agitated, tired, feeling of low self-worth, suicidal thoughts. If you have been feeling that way longer than two weeks, you should go seek medical attention immediately because sometimes those thoughts can get the best of you and it's hard to fight. It is hard to fight someone you do not see. And that's how I think about battling a mental health condition. So the treatments available, there are several treatments. Sometimes it depends on who you are, um, your cause of depression. It all varies Some because sometimes you may just need one thing while others may need a combination. You may need medications and psychotherapy. Some people may just need exercise and medication. Um, 
And a lot of people, especially for the African-American community, we do um, mind, body, and spirit approaches. Like, we're big on faith and prayer, which that's actually one of the reasons that prevent us from receiving help. So we're going to talk about that next. Discuss depression, the signs, the causes, and the treatments available. Now we can discuss how depression affects the African-American community. African-Americans are 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems in the general population. Like I said in the last segment, we're more than likely to suffer more severe forms of mental health conditions. And that is because we are more than likely to experience certain factors that increase the risk for developing mental health conditions, such as homelessness. People who experience homeless, homelessness are at a greater risk of developing a mental health conditions, condition. African Americans make up 40% of the homeless population. Also, exposure, exposure to violence increases the risk of developing a mental health condition, such as depression. So, we have all of that going on. Even though we, only, we make up a smaller percentage of the United States, yet... 40% of us make up the homeless population. Yeah, we're definitely going to be depressed about something. So now let's get into some more issues to consider. The lack of information and misunderstanding about mental health is the top, like the number one reason why we do not receive help. Um, in the African-American community, many people misunderstand what a mental health condition is and they don't talk about this topic. No one likes to talk about something they don't know about. Um, this lack of knowledge leads many to believe that a mental health condition is a personal weakness or some sort of punishment from God. African Americans may be reluctant to discuss mental health issues and seek treatment because of the shame and stigma associated with these conditions. Um, I totally I agree. A personal, I do not believe that a mental a mental condition is a personal weakness. If anything, I think you're stronger than anyone because every day you fight um you fight a hidden battle and you go to work and you put on a strong face. I don't think it's a punishment from God. Like I said at my speaking engagement at the um the church I spoke at in Greenfield, Tennessee, God wouldn't have gave us the knowledge and he wouldn't have made doctors, counselors, psychiatrists. He wouldn't have created these people to help you if he wanted you to suffer from a mental um, a mental illness. And sometimes the reason the reason why we don't know about the reason why we can't recognize it is because we don't understand the signs and the symptoms of mental health conditions. So if you don't understand that okay well she hasn't been herself lately she's kind of has she hasn't had that much energy she's been kind of grouchy you know real tired um she's been saying some off the wall things but you know what we won't think of it as depression we're just thinking this person kind of just sad they need to snap out of it because i don't like their attitude and it's nothing that we can snap out of you know you when people tell other people to snap out of it or pray about it those are my two least favorite sayings. Like, snap out of it. Don't you think if that person could snap out of wanting to kill themselves, wanting to harm others, 
um, physical aches and pains that are unexplained, just being tired for absolutely no reason because you haven't even moved out of the bed. Don't you think if they like snap out of it like they would and we tell someone to go pray about it, don't you think they ask God to cure them, but they don't want to go to the doctor because of what you may think because you're telling them to pray about it? I, I hate that. It, it makes me so mad. I just, I can't deal with people when they say go pray about it. Like, I pray about it too. But God also created doctors and psychiatrists and psychologists to help you. He did not just say pray about it because faith without work is dead. So, you got to have faith in some work. You got to get up and go to the doctor's office. You got to seek medical attention. You have to go talk to a psychiatrist. Um. So... Since I'm speaking on church, in the African-American community, faith, community, and spiritual beliefs tend to be the great sources of strength and support. So, we rely more on faith than we rely on medical treatment. Why is that? I, I really, I need to know. I want y'all to give me some feedback. Why do you think that is? I understand that faith and spirituality can help in the recovery process, but it should not be your only option. Like, I promise. I understand that spirituality is an important part of your life, and it can be an important part of your treatment plan. But you also may, you may have to take medication. I mean, that's not always an option. A lot of people don't that's not their their first go-to option because a lot of people don't like how medications make them feel and it does take a while for your body to adjust to the new levels and i understand that i I heard i hear that all the time that it just it make you feel like a zombie and it takes a while to um for your body to adjust but there may be an option psychotherapy you may have to do psychotherapy but yes like i said spirituality Religion, it can still be a part of your treatment, but it cannot be your only option. It cannot. I I love God. I believe God can heal all things. But like I said before, faith without work is dead. You got to believe in God, but you also got to believe in the, the intellect that he put in these individuals to help you. Another reason that prevents us from seeking treatment is we do not have insurance. Um, it is very expensive to go to some counseling sessions. If you're fortunate enough to live in an area that offers free counseling, you should definitely take advantage of it. But <clears throat> like I um, I think I previously said, um, only about one quarter of African-Americans seek mental health care compared to the 40% of whites. 40% of whites. We don't have insurance. Um, it, like I said, it's very expensive. So if you live in an area that offers free counseling, you should definitely take advantage. Um, Or I'm going to give you a number at the end. You can call. It's a national treatment referral helpline. If you don't have the finances and that's what's preventing you from getting help, they can try to find an area, I mean, a doctor in your area that, um, that you can afford. But also, we do not trust everyone we don't we don't trust everyone that doesn't look like us because historically we haven't we've been negatively affected by prejudice and discrimination in the healthcare system let's think about it the tuskegee um syphilis experiment we we don't trust that 
we we need more black i'm I'm sorry to be so blatant like blatant blatant with this like because you know i've been trying to say african-americans the whole time but we need more black people in our field we need to see more people that look like us it's hard to go somewhere and not trust people because the way we've been done in the past like only two percent of psychiatrists two percent of psychologists and four percent of social workers in the united states african-american Thank God I'm part of that 4%. I'm a social worker. But it's not many of us. And sometimes we want to see people that look like us because they'll break it down how we do. Like, I talk different. (laughs) I'm country and I got a different lingo. But that that doesn't mean I'm not intelligent. I can break stuff down for you just like i'm breaking it down for y'all now sometimes you just want to see people look like you so that's a big part of why we do not go because of how we've been done in the past you know like with the tuskegee experiment like one that was unethical that was definitely unethical how are you going to give someone syphilis and like lie and say they were receiving free health care like i don't know that's just crazy and that's enough we just don't trust it so we got religion going against us we oh we can't go get help because we got to pray about it sister um sister jackson at the church told me to pray about it well shay is telling you to go seek medical treatment so we got that going against us we got financial barriers going against us against us socioeconomic factors we we can't afford it um we got trust distrust we do not trust everyone in the medical field because it's not that many of us in it we need more people like us we need more people like us in the field review of everything depression like i said it's more than just feeling sad it's more than just that that small rough patch you have to be feeling um that way for two weeks two weeks or more changes in sleep appetite loss of energy lack of interest low self-esteem hopelessness you got to be feeling all of that and physical pains included um for two weeks or longer the causes there's not a single cause trauma genetics life circumstances sometimes life can kick our ass period marital status of financial standing uh being broke makes me very unhappy and if i'm broke too long i may go into a depression i'm being so serious money is just something i do not like to play about genetics of your family has a higher risk of suicide and depression more than likely you will develop depression um drug and alcohol abuse people that are always smoking and um smoking and drinking you may think they always down and turn up but baby they're really trying to turn up some pain trying to try to hide some pain so you got to check on your friends that's always ready to turn up because they really they're really down inside diagnosis like i said got to be longer than two weeks treatments is medication, psychotherapy, exercise, um, religion, you know, faith, prayer, and it's just different sorts of, it's, it's different options. You don't always have to go to medication. Um, and the reasons we discussed, um, the reasons that is preventing African Americans from seeking help. Um, I kind of, I skipped a part. So we discussed that 20% of African-Americans are more than likely to experience a mental health condition because of the adversity adversity we have to face, homelessness, exposure, exposure to violence. We have to go through more, which is why, which is why we're more than likely to 
experience a serious mental health condition. Now let's get back to the reasons. We discussed the issues that affect us and where we do not go and receive help. Lack of information and misunderstanding. Those judgmental church folks. I'm sorry to say it, but y'all are a cause as to why people do not want to go and get help. Stop telling people to pray about it. They prayed about it and it's not working because, like I said, faith without work is dead. Um, Stop telling and stop asking people what they got to be depressed about. That's annoying, too. Because if I come to you and I tell you I'm down, well, what you got to be depressed about? You have a good job. You you um, got a lot going on. I don't know. The mind, the brain is weird like that. I have no idea. No one knows why they are depressed. They just know they feel that way. Stop telling. Stop asking folks what they got to be depressed about. A lot. Hell, life is hard. Stop asking it. Stop telling people to pray about it. Stop telling people to snap out of it. If they could snap out of it, if they could snap out of it, they would have. Trust me. Your magic word, snap out of it, is not going to help. Just shut up if you, that's what you're going to say. Just sit there and hush. Hell, just listen. Um, we got distrust. We do not trust doctors. We have been mistreated in the past. We have been affected by prejudice and discrimination in the healthcare system. The example I gave Tuskegee experiment, which I really could give a lot more, but I might get mad. I think when I think about it, I get mad all over again. So, you know, we want to see more people that look like us, but the problem is we don't have that many of us in the field. 2% psychiatrists, 2% psychologists, 4% social workers. I keep saying that because that number is so small, so low, and I want to see it go up in the future. I want to see us thrive in this field so we can help others that look like us. So we've discussed all of this. So now we're getting to the point. Um, we're going to listen to this personal interview. I will not be... Um, as upbeat i guess as i may sound right now because my energy is always really high um we are going to listen to her we are going to applaud her we are going to um we're going to be grateful and we are going to be pleased that she chose to open up to us and we're going to listen without judgment because it's never nice to pass judgment because you don't like when people judge you so don't judge others. It's just not the right thing to do. And plus, God has a funny way of turning tables. So let's not, you know, get your table turned from judging other people. Because it's not a pretty sight. So she's about to come on and we're going to listen to her. I want to have a live interview with someone currently battling depression. I did not say her name, but I will say it now. Her name is Aaliyah Daniels. Aaliyah. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, that's fine. Um, my name's Aaliyah Daniels. I am also currently known as Aaliyah Curry, but I am recently divorced. I have two beautiful girls, Peyton and Riley, and um, that's pretty much my life story at the moment. Yes, I understand. Well, I don't understand being a mother, but I'm sure being a mother, it kind of takes over everything yeah. especially just coming from being a wife so let's get into these questions okay um anytime you feel uncomfortable just let me know and we can skip a question I don't mind um the first question I have for you is can you describe your experience with depression like um uh, what are your symptoms how did you know something was changing in you um honestly like I love to cook and I love to be around my friends and family 
And I felt, I started to feel the need to like be alone, not to want to eat, not want to cook, not want to be around people. Just, I wanted to shut down and shut out. And so then I knew I was like, okay, something is wrong. And I dealt with um, postpartum depression when I was pregnant. Well, after I had my kids. And so I knew it was still like some symptoms left over. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going through depression and I need to fix it. Like I need to get on top of it because it's it's not a great place to be in. Definitely. So have you found help or Um, how did you find help? I honestly, I kind of just I've been dealing with it on my own. Like um, I don't really like talking to people. And I don't really mm-hmm. feel I really don't feel like therapists really help. Like I feel like they just doing their job and it's hard to find genuine people that's gonna actually care instead of, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to be there for their check. So I mean there is help out there. I mean you can go to places and get the counseling and the therapy and all of that, but that just wasn't my go to. Yeah. It's ironic you said that because I actually mentioned that earlier how it's hard to find therapists and counselors like the same color as you that can understand think, and relate to um, someone. Mm-hmm. I think some people, like, I think it's a program through Pathways, but a lot of people, when you know you hear Pathways, you automatically assume like crazy people and stuff. So they, you know, bypass right. that all together. Yeah, that negative stigma associated with that. That is wild that people automatically assume something like that. So since you don't, since you haven't went and like got professional help, so can you tell us like what do you do on a daily basis to stay mentally healthy? Um, I honestly, when my first phase of it, I um, I found people that I knew wasn't going to just blur my business out. That knew my situation at the time. And was genuinely trying uh-huh. to be there to help me. So I went to them. And I also, um, I, f- I found certain songs like Tasha Cobbs. I love her new album that she got. And her, a lot of her songs, uh-huh. especially the live albums, a lot of those songs, you, like, if you just sit and listen, it'll take you in. It'll break it down. It'll have you rethinking your life. Like, thinking things. Because with depression, you think things that you should never be thinking. Like, I was, I was, I was thinking that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't a good mom, that I wasn't a good person. Mm-hmm. Like, I was ready to take my life because I felt like if my if I wasn't here, everybody else would be okay. And I had mm-hmm. to realize that I got kids and my girls, like, they look up to me regardless of what my mind may tell me. It's all about what the physical things that are going around me. And my kids show me love more than anybody else will ever show me. So um, mm-hmm. getting through my depression is really finding a group not even a group like one or two people or persons however you say it that you can really like Uh connect with and they can understand like they might not understand everything but they can help you like they can motivate you they're not gonna down you they're not gonna tell you girl right like crazy mess like a lot of people that i thought i was trusting and could talk to they you know they tried to down me they tried to down my situation and you know when people Uh when people find that you're going through depression the first thing is they want to say is the grass ain't always greener on the other side and you just be like that's not even the situation because right. the grass is only going to be greener if i water it if i'm not watering it of course it's not going to be greener on the other side because i'm not the one feeding right. it to so mm-hmm. with all of that it was just me listening to my songs listening to um motivational speeds listening to um different podcasts and different people speak like inspirational messages and stuff 
and talking to my little small group of people that I got. And that's what's been helping me get through the depression that I'm going through now. Well, well, you know, in the black communities, church and religion, spirituality, that actually does help heal us. And I'm happy for you. Like when you talk to people, they haven't been telling you to just pray about it. Have you heard that yet? Mm -hmm. You have? Yes, I um and how did that make you feel so you just pray about it? I don't know, it's just been different. I like with the postpartum I mean, it's different levels of depression and with the postpartum depression, mm-hmm. that's what dealing you know, dealing with after having a child and all of that. But postpartum depression and depression that I'm going through now is totally two different things. And so mm-hmm. the help that I got is very useful, especially when those nights when I do have my low moments, like the other day, I really had a low moment. And instead of shutting myself in and not talking, I was able to text someone and be like, hey, like I'm having a moment and I just need to talk. Like, I don't, you know, I really don't want to hear any feedback. I just need to let it out and be like, all right, mm-hmm. put your big girl panties on and keep moving. And that's what sometimes right. that's what people that's going through depression that's really all they want is somebody to just listen not always you Mm -hmm. know give feedback comment or you know give advice they just want somebody to listen because they already know Mm -hmm. the answer and with the black community itself it's hard to face y'all like it's hard to face your depression your anxiety your bipolar whatever disease it is black people we we put ourselves on these pedestals and these high standards and we don't realize that everybody ain't the same. Because we see such and such doing it this way, we feel like, well, that's what all of, like everybody else should do. And it's not the case. Like it's not the same. Like me, my depression, what helps me might not be for somebody else. Somebody else might need to go to therapy. They might need to go see some counseling. Right. Their depression might be deeper than mine. Mm-hmm. And the black community, like you can't. I don't know. It's like you can't be vulnerable with the black community because. They see that as a weakness. They see that as a sign of defeat. And don't nobody, with the world we're living in, don't nobody want to be seen that way. Like, everybody want to be seen as they got their ish together. Like, they top-notch. They kings and queens. Like, you can't knock them down. And mm-hmm. it sucks. But a lot of us are dealing with depression, whether we, you know, acknowledge it or not. Like, a lot of us are real deal hurting. And we just put on our smile and go on about our day. I, I do. I totally agree with everything you just said. And I, I really agree when you said that sometimes people just want somebody to listen. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody, like, a lot of people don't want advice. They just literally want you yeah. to sit there and listen. So, but some people, they got a bad habit of not just listening. Because they try to um, include their problems. Why are you talking about your problem and what you got going on? they try to compare well be like you shouldn't be feeling too sad because i just went through blah 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 and i'm like yeah this isn't about you <laughs> right yeah so so earlier you said that you said that you thought about not being here but then you realize you got two little girls looking up to you so when you get to that point and you feeling suicidal or the thought crush your mind what else brings you back besides your daughter? Like, what what else brings you back, like, away from that thought? Um, I think besides my kids, like, me actually having to, I, I legit did this, me actually going into my bathroom, looking in the mirror and looking at myself cry and be like, mm-hmm. I was just like, Aaliyah, like, I know you down and I know you, you know, feeling this way, but 
you got dreams that you're trying to accomplish you got aspirations that you want to get put into place and being down and being out not gonna get you nowhere like you gotta be the one to put your foot forward and keep pushing like if don't nobody else push you you gotta push yourself and so mm-hmm. i was like in that moment i was like besides Peyton and riley Aaliyah, you got you you don't have no if you mm-hmm. ain't got nobody else you got yourself and when the day comes where you own whatever show you trying to be on or whatever network or whatever you trying to do you can say I did that not such and such mm-hmm. did it this and that did, like I did that and so I was just like you know mm-hmm. what I can't be suicidal no more I can't feel like I take my life then everybody gonna be good cause I never know who actually cares right so that that really was took my suicidal after like I don't even think about it no that's definitely a good thing, man. That you don't, it don't cross your mind anymore. I'm happy that it doesn't. So it, it, it's crazy because a lot of people don't like. A lot of people didn't know that that I was very like I was very suicidal for a month, and nobody noticed. Did your family? Did your mom? Huh? Did your mom or anybody? Um, no one noticed. <laughs> the funny. This is the funny thing. My family when my situation occurred with my whole separation and divorce thing you know they were there to be like oh we got your bag whatever you need you know we family yada 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 but when it came down to me verbally saying I'm going through depression it was like everybody turned their backs they didn't want to hear that they were trying to see well what you gonna do with you and your kids what you know they worried about the financial problems that I was having going on they was worried about was I going work was I trying to find me another job what was I doing to keep the house up what was I doing to keep my girls feel like they they was all worried about that but nobody took the time to worry about my mental stability and if I was gonna take this knife and start cutting my arm up or slit my throat well nobody worried about that they just heard oh she going through depression right. gonna push right because you can't do all those other things until you in the right head space yeah like I it it's crazy that you would think, you know, being a family-based person, that your family would be the main ones right there. But in all honestly, and I believe this with all of my heart, if don't nobody else cross you, your family gonna cross you first. Mm. And that's that's literally has what's been happening is a lot of my family members has been turning their backs on me, crossing me. I done got into it with a few family members and. It's just like the time that I need y'all the most is the time that y'all wanted to portray me the most. Mm, that's a deep statement. Like, and I was just about about to ask you, did people change around you? Like, that's. It, I really I don't mean, even. It, it hurts for an extent, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't heard people say you got love. You got love people from a distance, and that's. That's what's really going on with me right now. I'm loving a lot of my folks from a distance because the mm-hmm. my hard times, nobody's there. But in the times where everybody's ready to praise me, I'm going to school, I'm doing this, I'm accomplishing that. Everybody want to be there. Everybody want to see the glory and the fame, but don't nobody want to be there when shit gets real and you really in down and out. Like, you really need your folks. Like, you really need somebody there. And they not there. Like, and... I've seen that in a lot of black families. Like, if you not, if you ain't got two, three degrees, you ain't no CEO, you ain't making six figures, your family is not there. 
But as soon as you got all of this back, like you got all these titles to your name, you got all these jobs, you got all this stuff, your family right there with hands open. And that's what sucks about the black families because you don't see that really with all these other families. A lot of these families, their kids in the business with them. They not straining them out. Like, oh, well, you gotta gotta make it on your own. You're not, like, and it's crazy because you would think the black families, the ones that's going through the most, would be more connected than we are. Mm-hmm. And we, like, we really not that connected. Like, if I feel like if our great-great-grandparents was to see what's going on today, they'd be whooping everybody. Everybody be getting beat. Because I, I you strongly believe, believe our, our great-great, like, the 20s, 30s, and 40s black families, oh, they was connected because they, they didn't have nobody else but them. Mm-hmm. Now, blood is blood is not thicker than water. Water is way thicker than blood at this point. Do you think your family was there for you more when you was going through postpartum depression versus right now your situational depression? Um, Do you no, think they were there for you more then? Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> my, my family is a different kind of family. So with my life, my life in general, like, ooh, family you can't my, the word family is very 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 limited it's hard to it's hard to explain but yeah my, my family is not really as connected and close as you would think yeah, um, I'm not this is just passing the observation I promise Um, I do I before speaking to you tonight I did think that you had like a close family because I know you guys are like really religious and um and you know go to church quite a bit but I mean that's right there you can't judge a book by its cover you know you can't just look at people and automatically think certain things yeah and I honestly I feel bad but when my situation happened when this all you know started I actually strayed from church I I feel like God was punishing me for making the decision for trying to be happy. I feel like God was hurting me because I wanted to be happy. And I mean, and it's not the case. You know, everything happens for a reason and God has his own plan. Like we can't, they always said, if you want to, you know, make God laugh, tell him your plans and what you want to do. Right. So mm-hmm. I feel like it was more of the enemy in my head telling me that God's doing his God doing that you get karma this that and the third but it's really God breaking me down because he it for him, him to get for me to get the attention that he's trying to give me he gotta break me down he gotta put me basically on my knees and be like Aaliyah if you don't pay attention your life is not gonna go the way you think it's supposed to go so I felt like he really broke me down and he's starting to literally put me back together piece by piece um, and I'm becoming a better person. I'm becoming a better woman. I'm becoming a better mom. And one day, I will be that wife that I'm supposed to be. Because at the time, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mentally there. And, I mean, yeah, we both had our parts. And there was no cheating. Like, nobody cheated or nothing. But it was, I, I, I wouldn't say perfect person, wrong time. But it was just wrong time, period. Like and I and I mm-hmm. pray that he finds the one that he wants, like the one that can really give him everything. Because I'm not, I wasn't the one, and I don't really think I am gonna be that one. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I honestly feel like 
me straying from church just showed so much so much more that I needed to see and I am getting back into church I am going to start going back and I'm going to That's like good. I've been praying a lot more and I've um, I've been trying to do these things on Wednesdays like midweek prayer and mm-hmm. like reach out to people and help people because I know I know what it's feel like to be in the state that I am and I have seen people cry out for help, especially on Snapchat. Like, if you actually watch people's Snapchats, they are crying out for help. And nobody, nobody sees it. Like, they just keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. And I done, in, my, in the midst of my depression, I done helped a few people be like, look, I know I'm going through my own mess, but I see it. I see you crying out for help. And if don't nobody else going to help you, I'm going to help you because I'm going through the same. Like, we might not have the same type of depression, but I'm going through a depression, period. And so... I can minister to you in the midst of ministering to myself. Like, I'm telling you things, and I'm probably mm-hmm. to hear it myself. And that's how God works. Like, sometimes if you ministering to somebody, like right now, going through this podcast, I'm going to listen to it back again, and I'm going to be like, dang, I should have been telling myself that when I, you know, was going through this, this crap I was going through. And that's just how it right. works. Like, a lot of times you got to mm-hmm. encourage somebody else just to encourage yourself. I definitely agree with that. You, you really hit something right there. So I'm glad you're in a better headspace now and you're doing whatever works for you as far as spirituality goes. But um, So what advice would you give someone listening to us right now? Mm, the best advice I can give is to um, find what honestly works best for you. Not what you know people say you should do, but you see other people are doing if it takes you to get in the closet of your room turn the light off turn on whatever music that you need to turn on and just start crying do that Mm -hmm. let it all out let it out because holding it in is not gonna do nothing but eat you up and it's gonna make your situation worse and it's okay to cry it is i promise it is okay to cry it's okay to laugh if you gotta laugh it out it's okay to go to the gym and punch a few bags if you gotta punch a whole bunch of bags punch them bags but when it is all said and done when you get done crying you get done letting your little anger out letting your tears out pick yourself up look at yourself Mm -hmm. in the mirror and be like you got this one day at a time it's not gonna happen overnight I promise it's not gonna happen overnight so don't think it's gonna happen but when you can finally look yourself in the mirror like you got this motivate yourself get you some sticky notes put it on your mirror put it on your wall if you gotta um call somebody to pray with you find that find that one to two people that you can talk to that's gonna motivate don't find nobody that's gonna tell you to do some crazy things go slash and tires all that no find somebody that's gonna be like look i got you whenever you need me i'm there if we gotta pray about it we can pray about it together if you need me to just listen and not say a word I'm going to sit there on the phone and I'm just going to listen. Just find that person or two or whatever and make it work. Make it work for you so you can get up and strive to be a better person the next day. Y'all heard of find what works for you because what works for her may not work for you and what works for me may not work for y'all. So, Aaliyah, do you have anything else you would like to say to everyone? Well, thank you so much. Like, seriously, thank you so much for being open with us. Mm-hmm. And thank you for having yeah. me. 
No, you're welcome for real, seriously. So I hope y'all listen with open ears and open hearts. So thank you, Aaliyah. And we're done for tonight. Bye. Bye. <laughs>